prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Jason Schwartzman on Fargo and his comfort movie, Groundhog Day. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Jason Schwartzman back on the podcast today talking all things Coen Brothers, Fargo. Yes, I know the Coen Brothers didn't do this Fargo, but it's inspired by the Coen Brothers Fargo. And of course, we talk about his comfort movie of choice. And today, uh, very appropriately, he goes to a Bill Murray movie, Jason Schwartzman. I can't think of Jason Schwartzman without thinking of his debut in film in Rushmore alongside Bill Murray. So I was uh, particularly tickled that he chose Groundhog Day, which is, of course, one of the classic Bill Murray films of all time. Uh, this is a fun chat with a, you know, the, the word that comes to mind about Jason Schwartzman? Affable. He's just, he's just easy to talk to. He's comforting. He is soothing. Um, I think that's why I always enjoy seeing him in a film or a TV show, and it's why I always enjoy catching up with him. And this conversation was a delight, and I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. This was taped before the events of this past week, guys. Uh, you know I've been railing about the insanity of the election for so long. Um, I am so relieved. I, I exhaled like many of us did uh, this past week when the returns came in. And yes, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris will be the new president and vice president come January 20th of next year. And um, that is hope in a time that hasn't had much. And that is responsible adults in a time where there haven't been many responsible adults. And no, they're not going to fix everything. And they're certainly not going to fix everything overnight. But man, we've got problems. And we've got problems that need to be dealt with. Um, and are hard to be dealt with even with the best of people, let alone the incompetence that's been at the top of our government for four years. So I, I'm not going to go any further than that. But just to say, um, I'm glad we all came out to vote. I'm glad we all showed up. Um, I'm glad we made the efforts that we did, and I'm glad that there was a clear um, rejection of Donald Trump. Would I like the Senate? Yes. But would I still like the Senate? Yes. It's possible. If you want to focus your efforts, and I certainly am, coming this January, two Senate runoff uh, elections in Georgia, and if the Democrats take those, then we can get some real shit done, guys. So that's the next focus. But anyway, okay, enough politics talk. It's, it's a good day. It's a good time. New York was just alive with hope and excitement this last week, and it still is today. And uh, it's a nice, refreshing, unusual feeling in, in what's been a, a really, really, really shitty year and tough four years. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to enjoy the moment. Um, in terms of the pop culture side of things, yes, Jason Schwartzman is the guest today. But other things to mention, I've been chatting with some really cool actors for my various, um, you know, the various hats that I wear. Did a couple really fun conversations for MTV that are going to show up very soon. Caught up with Saoirse Ronan. I always love talking to Saoirse. She's got a new movie called Ammonite. She's excellent in. That's fun. That's coming soon. Chatted with Letitia Wright, who is uh, someone I haven't talked to much. And I was real. she's been on the list of someone I wanted to kind of get to know a little bit more. And she was 
fantastic, a really great conversation about her part in the new Steve McQueen anthology series for Amazon Prime. If you don't know about this, I mean, you should, because this is pretty cool. Steve McQueen, one of our finest filmmakers on the planet, um, has directed not one, not two, but five five films for an anthology series on Amazon Prime coming soon. It's called Small Axe, and it's got... I've seen, I've seen three of them, actually, and um, one of them stars our guy John Boyega. Uh, I think that one's called Red, White, and Blue. I think that's the, that's the final installment. Um, and Letitia's is called Mangrove. Um, so that's well worth paying attention to. That's coming soon to Amazon Prime. And, and as I said, I, I spoke to Letitia for that one, and it, it was a lot of fun. Also fun, we took a week off for Stir Crazy last week with the election madness, but we are back this week in a big way with a really awesome episode with Zachary Quinto. If you've seen my After Hours with Zachary, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I highly recommend you Google Zachary Quinto After Hours um, Comedy Central. Uh, go, to, or go to Comedy Central's YouTube page and look it up there. Um, it's one of my favorites we've done in recent years, and man, I've talked to Zach a lot over the years. He was on the podcast not so long ago, but um, I really enjoy um, exposing his comedic side because he is, he's just, bottom line, a great actor, but um, because he presents as so kind of straight and serious, um, when I can expose his wacky side, it is a delight. And um, that sketch, that after-hour sketch, was fantastic. And this episode of Stir Crazy, which comes out this week, is uh, equally bonkers and fun. So look out for that on uh, Comedy Central's YouTube page, on my social media, Joshua Horowitz, on Twitter and Instagram. That's a fun one. Um, so yeah, we're in, the, we're in the throes of November, guys. We're, we, are, we are fast approaching the end of the year, and normally I'd be talking about like all the Oscar bait, and we are kind of talking about Oscar bait. There's stuff like Mank and Hillbilly Elegy, lots of stuff coming soon. But don't forget, the Oscar season's all screwed up this year because we are going to go well into 2021 for Oscar eligibility. So um, I've been seeing some really good movies, but we, we also have time to catch up and see more good movies. And in January and February, when normally we'd be talking about kind of the crappy movies. So I'm excited about that um, as a film geek. So um, yeah, maybe I'm a little chipper today because we saved democracy. Or maybe it's just Jason Schwartzman who just puts me in a good mood. Either way, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And as always, remember to spread the good word of Happy, Sad, Confused. Your reviews are always welcome, and they they help kind of just, you know, push this out further into the universe, um, and they are much appreciated. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this conversation, conversation rather, if I can speak, with Jason Schwartzman. That was uh, conducted before the madness. I don't think we talked about election stuff or any of that, but just for context, this was a few weeks back. Uh, his series is, of course, Fargo, which is on FX on Hulu um, from the great Noah Hawley. It's, I think, the fourth installment of Fargo, um, and he is part of a great ensemble again uh, this year. Here is me and Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman, a soothing presence in my life always, even in these strange times, especially in these strange times. It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. And a soothing presence you are. <laughs> 
Is that, that that your that your ditto right back at me? Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, friend. Yeah, it's stuck in a little bit of a uh, grammatical cul-de-sac there. <laughs> caught into a <laughs> vortex of hell. That one. Um, but no, I. Uh, it is a the second I saw you come up here. I felt much uh, much better. Oh, very sweet. Well, you know, we we've been talking for for many years. You've been acting by my count now. You're a veteran. Twenty plus years of acting when you do the math. Does that shock you when I, when I say that? Do you feel, still feel imposter syndrome 20 years into this gig? Yeah, uh, very much because that, you know, that uh, it's, uh, you know, I, by, if that's the case, then I've been playing the guitar for like 30 years. And if I think about that, I should be a lot better at the guitar. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I guess you can't manage, I guess you, yeah, but that's, but yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I just, it makes me think, gosh, I should be better. I should no, be better. that's not what I meant. I mean, not to... that, but, you know, <laughs> but I, um, but no, that's amazing. Um, that's crazy. You know what? I looked up the, um, just when I went down the YouTube Jason Schwartzman rabbit hole, which I know you go down every night as you oh, yeah. drift off to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. Your first appearance on Letterman back when you were promoting Rushmore is a, mm-hmm. is a trip to watch. Because oh. I, I mean, I sent. I mean, like I would have gone insane. I'm sure you were going insane, and you held it together pretty much. Do you remember? Was that a big moment for you, uh, meeting Dave? And that's a great question. Um, well, you know, yes. Um, it's so uh, it's hard to describe, but that whole year was was so strange because since I was 13, my I. I was dead set on being, uh, I wasn't music, I'd been playing drums since I was 10, but I, but I, I felt like I will be in a band, this is my mission is to be in a band to make records. And there was nothing really else. And so everything was going towards that in my, in my head. And then a senior year of high school, everything was, got, got changed very quickly. And so, everything was, uh, you know, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, uh, uh, it would be like if someone put you like in like a race car and they said, just, you know, try it, you know, do the best you can. If you finish 10th or whatever, I'm like, I, I just don't want to crack crash. Yeah. This you wasn't I mean? even like, like part of the dream. This was like a dream you didn't know you had. I, well, and at that point I was just kind of like in survival mode and uh, anyway so yeah all that whole year everything was fr- f- freaky to me but um i uh but i'll never forget um i uh i was with um bill murray mr bill murray and um the movie had come out i think anyway i said i'm going to be on david letterman i had never done a any type of press before and um he said something that you know i think uh when bill says something like this you're you laugh and then you realize that it's it's very you're laughing because it's so true and i said yeah i'm going to be on david letterman he said oh i said do you have any pointers he said be funny or you're dead um 
Funny and, I, and true. And I Funny. said, uh, I said <laughs> and he said, no, he said, you, he said, you have to get a laugh in the first 30 seconds. If you don't, he's good enough and has the power. He'll just take the interview away from you. And that'll be that. That's very wise. And, and That's that, absolutely that, dead on. And that yeah. will be your, uh, that yep. will be your, uh, you know, he's, he's so smart. He's so good. He knows what to do. If he can sense that there's not, there's nothing. You're not bringing much to the table. So, okay, and, I'm going to yeah. fuck you and fuck I, with you and make it into and, something. Yep. And that, and I had a lot of warning before I went on. It was like a month and a half. I was so, uh, I couldn't believe it because that, that be funny or you're dead, be, get a laugh in 30 seconds. That is just, um, that's just uh, hard. You know, that's straight up, that's hard. Yeah. And, so you uh, went out and just said your mom is hot. And that, then that's. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it, but um, I do remember, uh, I went there. I remember how weird it was too, because I, I didn't realize how, I'd only watched it on television and I hadn't, uh, of course, as most people have, but um, the the size of the place it confused me when I walked out. I forgot the audience, and you're mic'd, and not only are you mic'd for television, but you're mic'd through the PA system in there. So you your voice is booming, and you have like a slight slapback of it, and it was so much to go. And then I'm looking at him, and it was like it was like someone wearing a mask of David Letterman. Yeah. It was like, you know, it's like if you saw, it's like, it's an icon, it's a symbol, someone you've seen your whole, there they are, and you're there. Um, and you only have seen that show from these certain angles on television, and all of a sudden, you're in an angle, you know, you can only be in if you're on it, which is him looking at you. <laughs> and um, and it was, it was just, my brain was totally scrambling. But um, no, I do remember, I did get one, I got an unexpected laugh very quickly. And I remember thinking, Bill will, I hope Bill will be proud of me. Yeah, he's got the stopwatch out. Yeah, I got it at the 18 it second was. mark. I got just yeah. that. <laughs> I do remember he said like you were a, a drummer or a thing or st he said something and I said, not trying to, I'm not making a joke. I said, I, uh, I was sort of a nothing or something like that. And he laughed and um, it was like, yeah, the most incredible release. You can really feel tension leave your body if you accomplish like a goal like that. You know what I mean? Like I just I felt so happy, um, and uh, it was the best. Yeah, it was the best. Uh, applying that 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 kind of out of body um, relief experience um, that you had so early on to work that's come later and jumping all the way up to. Um, Fargo, for instance, which is your your latest project from the genius that is Noah Hawley, which mm. is a I know a show that you had a lot of reverence for, and I do. Um, yeah. Do you do you still have? Maybe it's not quite analogous to the Letterman moment, but like my no, sense I... from you is you do have those moments on set. You're very much aware of the macro and the micro when you're on a project you know, like that. You know, you would you know in arcades when. Uh, the racing car, there was like a, a, a version of the racing car game that had like <clears throat> four buttons you could press and they were like red, green, yellow, and blue. And they were one, you hit one and you were in the driver's seat. Yeah. Two, you were just outside of the car. 
three, you were above it, and four, you were like way out and saw the whole race. And that's very much like, as you say, like I, you know, I, um, I'm a, uh, such a fan of um, movies and music and, and things. And every day that I, and I mean this, like, it, it's so, I'm shocked when I see how um, relaxed people are and they just, I'm like, how do they all seem, how do they just all look like they know how to be here? Did they take a class? You know, I feel um, very, always very, uh, you know, first of all, well, when it goes to work, I'm always, um, scared isn't the right word, but it's not like, yeah, I'm not like high-fiving anybody, like, like you know, in basketball, and they just like get announced and like run off the. Yeah, bench. that that like that Michael Jordan chill that you can just see. He's just so freaking relaxed. He's in the zone. You, there's yeah. there's a nervous excitement. There's a nervous. Yeah, tension. I don't have, but I I have like um, I you know it's just you know it's funny. It's because uh, maybe it's I it's it's uh I love uh drumming. Um, so I like that it, it was back there. But I like Keith Moon, so I like that it's back there, but it's big. But I, it, it's very awkward for me. Even literally, um, the second one of the last days we were shooting, there was like this scene where I had to do something. We were trying, to, we were trying to figure it out on, on Fargo, and they said, "Well, let's just, let's just everyone quiet. Let's just see what he's gonna do. Quiet. Let's just see what you're gonna." And uh, I look around, and everyone's just looking at me. Uh, and I was like, please don't keep talking, everybody. Please, it, it, it's not. Uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I hear do you know you. what I mean? Like, it's Absolutely. so embarrassing to to you know. It's like so many things are going through your head. Am Am I going to get fired? Um, are people going to just be like, what is this? Um, you All know, the stuff you're saying resonates. To, I mean, like, obviously, I have a different, uh, an adjacent profession, but I, yeah. I, 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 I get it because it's. People often ask me if I get nervous talking to actors or filmmakers I admire, and the answer is yes, I do. Right. And I, and I feel like I have a second sight where, like, I'm constantly watching me talk to like. Yeah, Kurt Russell or Michael Mann or all these people like I admired growing up and it's like yeah. but there's also a switch in there that's like in it and and I agree with you the stuff that I get nervous about is like when I have to like for like a hosting kind of thing introducing something and uh, it's like every all eyes on you as opposed to like I can converse I can be in the moment with you but it's uh, when it's like presentational uh, and like and more of a you mean like a traditional like in a very traditional presentational type of thing where yeah i i just get antsy when it's when like, like it resonated with me when you were talking about sort of like okay let's sh show us what you're gonna do and it's sort of like totally focused on you as opposed yeah. to something i'm collaborating with someone else on where it's like okay josh do your intro and there are 30 people on the set waiting for me to deliver an introduction can i, can I ask you a question when you uh do you listen back to your shows i do and it's painful but i do when you listen back do you hear are you able to hear that yourself going uh i am really engaged with this person i am listening or are there times when the person says something but you have something else you want to say and you kind of go over and you go gosh that he was just trying to say something i think kind of interesting uh, like uh, being uh, in uh, the uh, being in the how yeah. able are you to be in the as you have this thing up i'm talking to kurt russell and you're also talking to him and you're in it there. Yeah. How 
much do you feel looking back? Like, yes, I was in the mall. I was in gay. I was there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, not, I, mean I, I don't mean to go down this rabbit hole on the Josh Horowitz experience, but no, yes, I, like I, no, but I do, I do definitely. That is a fine line and, and kind of a wave I'm trying to ride, where it's like, yeah. it's obviously always about who I'm talking to, but I also want to feel like a conversation is something we're engaging in, and I do sometimes like, yeah, I'll do, I'll regret, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in a little too much. I need to hang back a little bit more, mm. but it, it's such. At this point, it's like a feel thing, right? It's just sort of like right. you're, you're just trying to. Be well, Zoom, this whole, yeah, also the computer has changed probably so sure. much of the way, you know, people communicate. I was, I'm not as familiar, like I don't do it as regularly, but, um, and that is, uh, that's a word I have a hard time saying. That's why it sounded like that. Um, <laughs> but I was on a call with like 10 people and it's a tough, uh, it's tough um, system for like quips. Well, yeah, we're relearning our like social cues. Like yeah. we, we're used, to, we we know how to interact in person. Most people, most of us yeah. do. But it's like, what what's the protocol here? Do we give a half second pause? And then yeah, and then like that, you you light up over there, and yep. then it, it's very uh, yeah. But it's um, what basically like I'm trying to seem like I'm not. Uh, I'm trying to like I'm trying to sound not as nervous all the time. The truth is, I am cannot believe every day whenever I'm working that I am there and I am looking at the whole thing from outside of my body yeah. and I feel not only like I can't believe I, sh I am doing this but I feel like bad for the people that I'm talking to <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like they sh this is I feel like this is bad I they, well, here's the whole that... thing is just a mistake no, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> I really do and um and you know it is still you know, it blows my mind that, um, you know, that, uh, that I've gotten to work with some of these people and, um, and yet, um, it doesn't get any less fr frightening for me. Yeah. And I don't know which part of it is the frightening part, actually. I mean, there's so many elements of it that are the frightening part, but, um, it's, uh, and I, I really, like in Fargo, for instance, there's uh, some kids in the show. And I was just so impressed by their, they just, they just were there yeah. and they didn't, it wasn't, they didn't seem to have any problems. And, and I, and I thought that's incredible because energy is such a, your energy is such a valuable commodity yes. and worrying and stuff like that is, you know, is like leaking. Like You're too much, Jason. Like oil leak. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so I, sub, so I admire people who can be, uh, you know, be right, like kind of just, just back a little bit behind the beat. Um, it's pretty amazing. I mean, um, yeah, I'm also impressed, like when actors and musicians, whatever, will like complete a take or something and say, that was good or yeah. that was bad. Um, I'm always, I go, I mean, obviously, you know, if it's not right, if it's like, for me, at least I know, but it's hard. I, I, I've never been like, nailed it, cut, yeah. print, well, I've yeah. never been like, let's move on, put that one, can you email that one to me just like, so <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't have like the, uh, you know, Going yeah, on the real. It's really interesting. Um, and uh, but you know, what's really fascinating is that uh, it's it, it's funny as I get older. Like 
like harping on things is definitely like something that I struggle with. Um, for instance, like I remember once I was like on, I did like, I was on the Conan O'Brien show and I had prepared this stuff and I had this story and I just was like, can, I was like, this is such a good story. This is gonna be, and for whatever reason, I was confused by something. I didn't know the other guest was gonna be, the story just, I didn't commit to it and it was just like crickets. It was just, yeah. and I remember um, flying back to LA the next day and like literally like a, like a football play, I had like drawn out the stage on a piece of paper and like drawn like me, like with an air, like there I'm walking. Now I sit here X, now he asked me this. And like, I tried to like scheme it out. Like I'm like, and I couldn't for days. I was like so embarrassed. And um, anyway, the really great thing is like doing Fargo for instance, it's such a big show. And there's so much going on that you, I never felt rushed, but there's also an amazing, um, uh, you have to be able to let something go to be in the next thing. Right. Um, Cause you, you know what I mean? If, if, uh, if something didn't go right that morning, you can't sulk about it because there's, there's other there's shit to do. more hours. Yep. You know, Chris Rock is waiting on the other side. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a drag for everybody. You can't just moping, you know, you know, and um, it's really, uh, and I like that. It's, I like that where you just, you have to keep going. You can't. Yeah. Um, there's no other wallow. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I, I found that like when Fargo was first announced and this guy, Noah Hawley, who I knew virtually nothing about back then, yeah. like it sounds like the worst idea possible. It's like, how do you, so it doesn't really right. have the Coen brothers involvement. Right, right. right. <laughs> this guy, Noah Hawley. Yeah. It's not really an adaptation of Fargo. Right. They're kind of emulating the, the, what, the vibe, the tone. Uh -huh. And I mean, it, it, it kind of stands as a miracle that it, that, yeah. it, that yeah. each, each season, each whatever incarnation, he kind of reinvents it. And it does feel tonally of the world of the Coens yet, nothing general nothing really to do with them yeah um i know it's like a it's like a cover band that goes on to like make records like the band but they're actually really good and not like the band yep what was they your own sound what's your what's your relationship to the cones like did you or were you were you a fan do you have what's yeah. on your route mount rushmore of cone brothers movies what are the ones that resonate well, with you um well let's see uh i'm a i'm a very big Coen Brothers fan. Um, I, in fact, I saw, I remember seeing Fargo in the theaters with uh, my family. Um, um, and I, 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 I loved it. And uh, I mean, I think the, I saw Raising Arizona and I, uh, it was just so wonderful and wild. Um, and uh, starring your, your relative, obviously, too, Nick, Nick Cage. Yeah, in the yes, yeah. yes. Um, and then, uh, but, but I had like some holes. Um, uh, like I, there's a few I still have not even have not seen, but it's funny. I, but I read, I have like the book of the Coen brothers interviews. And I've read all the interviews. I, I like read, I like the interviews with them and listen to a lot of interviews with them, but I haven't seen all of the, I, there's a few that are missing, but um, they're, uh, oh, they're just, uh, they're amazing. And um, I'm also just fascinated by brothers and that yeah. type of, 
uh, dynamic. And, um, but I will say that, uh, you know, I didn't know Fargo, I didn't know much about the show when I, but I will say that when I did, when I saw the poster, that was like that knitted. Yes. I remember thinking this is going to be good. I don't know why, like, I know you can't judge a book by its cover, but it was a good, uh, I liked the poster, was, I loved the knitted, and then, um, you know, Colin Hanks, and then uh, Martin Freeman, I just was like, you know, those are good actors, and, uh, oh, and I, I, I was so, um, I love the first season so much, Billy Bob Thornton, it's just so, and it, you're right, it, it, it's, um, yeah, it's like, it's related, but it they become their own thing. But you know what's cool, and this is just from watching it and loving them through the years. Is like it's it's not even it, in well. I guess it should be called Fargo, but in a way, it could be any of them because they're full of references from all of the films. Yes. Yep. Um, and it's so neat to see that. Um, and uh, you know, I um, but I don't think like when we were shoot like I don't. Like I'm on a day-to-day basis, I'm thinking about Noah. Sure. And what Noah, I just go, you, what is he going to do? And then he knows how he wants it to go. And so, cause I think he really turned it into his own type of, um, of thing. And, and he's such an incredible person. Talk about like, um, like, a, like, how would you like a, like, I hate to say, it, but like, um, like a like a starting pitcher who is a closer okay <laughs> like a like a he's intimidatingly start smart to, to me come in throw six pitches and the game's over like yeah. he's very um efficient and very articulate for me it's so helpful if, if i don't know what someone i need like i think i just need someone to over explain so i don't fully grasp things and he's able to do it in a very economic way and like I'll just make up an example it's like I'll, we'll be doing this scene and he'll walk over and say do you like ice cream let's try it like, okay but I but I know what he's saying I'm like great got it like yeah he, he knows just what to say that can it's kind of a fire the right synapse and yeah and he's a novelist and stuff but yeah I, I love the I love the Coens I love I love Miller's Crossing so good so much I love you know obviously Big Lebowski I saw that I mean I saw where are you on Hudsucker Proxy have you seen that one Hudsucker Proxy is the one I haven't seen that's the one I figured that that one one might skip by see those are the two that I didn't see that's my hole that's my area you you won't be disappointed Hudsucker Proxy is one of my pet favorites even though it's a, yeah well, not generally considered it was a, it was like a flop for them it's like when they actually got a lot of money and got a big movie star paul newman to do it but it's, it's right. hysterical right. um I, I love I, I love it all i mean i love i just love that they're um that they're just always uh making things i know they're they're so cons- you, you know you know for the first time they're they're temporarily at least breaking up joel cohen directed a movie without ethan First time ever. Wow. I mean, it sounds amazing. It's it's a it's an adaptation of Macbeth with Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand um, that they filmed. That it's but it's just the Joel Cohn movie. It's the first Why? solo Cohn brother movie. Why no Ethan? I don't know. I mean, I think I'm sure they're still cool, but like for whatever reason, hmm. 
Intriguing. Uh, hey, I asked you to uh, pick a comfort movie and going, you sent me a few, but I want to, I want to jump into one in particular because it obviously has huge resonance with your life and career because we already talked about Bill Murray and he obviously mm-hmm. was such an influence early on and remains, I would think. Um, why did you choose, why is Groundhog Day a comfort movie for you? Well, first of all, uh, I'll tell you the real, ex- the real reason. And I'm going to start it off by saying that I, I don't believe in ghosts. Um, I'm just going to say that out loud for any of the ghosts that might be around. <laughs> I don't believe in you. Why don't you believe I, in I, me? You're not real. You're, you're not real. Okay. So, um, sometimes I really uh, I don't believe, but um, I have an active imagination and sometimes uh, traveling, you know, or even it, here, I don't know what happened, but I have a hard time, like sometimes going to bed, just turning off the TV, every, or just turning up good night to myself and just into the bed. Good night, and my wife, my wife can just be like, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. Boom, I'm just like, wow. And if I'm alone, uh, I have a hard time. There's a the there's a silence to the darkness when you turn off those lights. It's like, and, um, and as much as I don't believe in ghosts, I have had just over the years, nights when I just don't feel right or whatever, like in a, in a place where I'm spending the night. And so I have found that if I put on a movie and just have it on all night long in the room, creating like a light, like the, the glowing of the movie and, um, and the sound, I just go right to bed, I don't watch it, I just go to bed. Um, and I guess in a way, it's to sort of fill the room with joy yep. or to overpower any of my worried feelings. And you know, when I had like my VHS player, it was like, I had it originally, I had one of those VHS players where the second the movie stopped, it just went and rewound and, and I could just start it again. And so I got in this habit in high school of watching movies when I'd go to bed if I was feeling funky. What I found was that Groundhog's Day was the ultimate movie to be falling asleep and waking up to throughout the night um, because it's, you have no idea where, it's the perfect movie to watch over and over again. Right, dropping um, on any moment kind of yeah, all works. Just, yeah. and, um, and I guess it's just like, it makes me so happy that movie um, that if I'm afraid, um, it just kind of makes things less scary in the room. Yeah. You know, I, I guess that's what I go to when you say comfort because like people say comfort food and you know, it's like, you kind of, it has like almost like a, sometimes it's like a negative kind of take, you know, or whatever, just like yeah. to say- An indulgence, like, yeah. Or like you're and. I don't really go to movies in that way, music, but more, so I don't use them for like, I'm so, I'm upset and I need to put on a movie. Um, I think I'm lonely or I'm curious or I feel confused or put on a movie. Sad, more music maybe, but, um, but uh, yeah, there's something, but I think if I'm afraid, it's that's what I want. For instance, on on airplanes, uh, I'm not like afraid of flying or anything, but I always have a um, Spinal Tap on my 
iPad. It's the one movie I always have on it. So whenever, I'll just be, you know, if there's turbulence and just feels a buckle your seatbelt, I just say, hi, I'm Marty DeBerge. I just like start watching Spinal Tap. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, I mean, I watch, and it just, yeah, it's, it's more, it's sort of like to counter, yeah. like an antidote. Yeah, to unease, to to uncertainty yeah. or uncertainty, whatever the word is. This is yeah. you know what this is. This this is yeah. this will always make you feel a certain way. What it, I mean, Groundhog Day is, is an interesting one because it's one that I mean I think a lot of people would agree with you. And, and I, I'm trying to figure out what the secret sauce is of that movie because it is unique. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's a high concept movie. Um, it's very funny, but it's also kind of deeply profound. I feel like they're yeah. probably even more like think pieces and and college papers written about Groundhog Day than any other comedy the last 30 years. Um, Did you read that interview? There was like a, that, um, there was like a whole thing in the New Yorker years ago, like about the making of that movie. No, I don't, maybe I have, or maybe I haven't. I've certainly, I I know that like infamously Harold Ramis, who of course directed it and Bill, um, it was, it was a bit of a tense shoot. They didn't talk for many years afterwards, apparently, up until when Harold was, was close to, to wow. passing. Thankfully, they did resolve their differences. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I need to well, I, I only spread a little bit. I, I was just going to say that because uh, there was a, from what I gather, you probably know, that, like the movie had a different ending, right? I don't know. Uh, tell was, me. Yeah, it was more. Something was more. I believe there was like a version of it which was more explained. Oh, of like why he was going through that. That yeah. was one of my questions. I was going to bring up is like, do you think that's part of why it works? Is that they never even bother to like I, explain I the device? So. Yes, I think so. I mean, um, I don't know. It's to me, I can't point to it exactly, but it's in that tradition of almost like you know, you know, older films you know, from the 40s, uh, uh, 50, you know, where something magical sort of takes place, Brigadoon or something like, where there's just this, un- this is just, this is a fact, this. Yeah, it's a given, happens. now let's, this yeah. Happens. yeah. And, and, um, and if you're trying to figure it out, you're, you're already, just go, it, you know, and I, and I do, when it's well done, it's great. I mean, sometimes I'm like, what, but, you know, I think also Groundhog Day uh, to me is like, I think it's also just makes you feel comfortable to see someone doing something on the highest level. Yes. Like, and, and Bill you know is just firing on all cylinders. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I also, if I, like, if I were to, I don't have a real comfort food, but I feel like if I did, I would want to make the best of something. Like, I was like, I would want the best French fries. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd want to put something in to, counter talks the the other thing and so i feel like uh it's like when you watch that movie it's like oh there is beauty you know you see his performance just little things yeah you know uh, it's just little you know and and to me um that's just the kind of stuff that's what i I love about movies and music when i see something i just go oh it's just like you just you don't know why even if i know why i like something it's actually mm, yes the mystical part of it that makes it interesting yeah yeah it's that intangible quality more interested if i'm like god i love it and i don't know why yeah (laughs) (laughs) how has your relationship with bill evolved over the years i mean you've worked with him a number of times by now i think he's crossed paths on a bunch of wes's films 
mm-hmm. must be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, looking back, it's just it's just such a unique circumstance to have a debut like you had opposite such a unique actor like Bill, who was unique for a thousand different reasons. Yeah, um, he's not really an act. He's kind of like Zeus or something. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just more of like a, one of the god. Like he's like a or something. Um, <laughs> You know, my relationship with Bill is that um, I love him so deeply. And if I could like, you know, if when you pass away, your life should flash before you, you know, uh, or you see moments of your life, for like offhand, like the 10 moments that I could, will remember of my life, he's in like six of them. <laughs> and then not even like the best thing that happened in my life it just like that was unbelievable I can't forget that yeah and um uh at the same time uh you know I respect his his life his privacy and you know I don't he, he's got you know his own I'm not like um you know text texting like right there's still a, there's always going to be a little bit of a distance maybe that's too strong a word but i just feel like he's you know he's an amazing person and i love him and he's an artist and uh and he's working he's got a lot of stuff going on and um when i see him it's awesome and when i see him it's i remember when i was like when we on rushmore we were working and forget what it was but it was something like can I just make up a hypothetical situation? We're just, but this is, the, you're gonna understand the feeling. It's like a bike tire explodes on a person who's passing by and he says, oh, here, I get you. Just take a, do you have a t-shirt? If you take a t-shirt and you wrap it up, you can put it inside the bike tire. Yeah. And then um, you put this gum on it and it adheres to it. And now you should be able to ride that back home. Wow. How did you know that? Then, like the next day, like uh, someone comes over and he says, "And um, I spoke. I live in. I lived in France, and uh, yeah, and uh, well, France. You know, it's amazing. But if you're gonna live in France, you gotta live on this street with. The, and it's just you realize that this person is. They go from being a single blade, to slightly two knives, and then you realize this is a Swiss Army knife, and yeah. it's like one of these ones that's like this wide with a magnifying glass. And, that and I remember distinctly being uh, seventeen, just going, "I want to know all of the, this kind of stuff. Um, how does he know all of this? How um, how does one learn to do this?" And um, and I realized that uh, you learn to do it because you're him because you say yes to life and to adventure and um, you are not afraid. And that's why I'm more of a pl- pair of pliers. One like a pair of pliers. <laughs> I'm a Bill Murray in you. But like, but he, he just, you know, he, and so I remember by, so when I see him, uh, it's just that kind of like, I just, I love him and I just, uh, and I've, so have so many incredible experiences with him and you know i also tell you like he like has done so many wonderful things and said so many things to me that really 
I think about to this day. I mean, there's one thing that he told me the night before work, and I still don't really understand what it means, but I think about it every day on every job I've had. Okay, what is um, it? Where uh, we were, we were, we had just met the day before, and we we had rehearsed, and we walked back to his hotel room, and I said something. Um, I said, "How do you know when you're in character?" Now you keep in mind, I'm about to start work tomorrow with him. I've never acted before. And he's talking about a, a character. I said, well, "How do you know when you're in character?" And he said, "How much do you weigh?" And I said, "Like uh, 140 pounds." And he goes do you feel 140 pounds in your feet? And I said, I don't know, I don't know, no. When you do, then you're there. And uh, I thought, okay. And I think about it all the time um, because I've never felt it, uh, the weight in my feet. But I always ask myself, like, do I feel it in my feet? How much, I also ask myself, how much do I weigh? Um, <laughs> but, um, but that kind of beautiful, philosoph yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you. you On know, your deathbed, you're going to finally feel it. You're going to be like, Bill, I get it now. I, know. I feel 140 And every pounds. time I see him, there's one line he'll say where, yeah. I remember when we were doing Darjeeling Unlimited, he was watching me. He'd come to watch. And uh, that's also something, you want to talk about people watching you on set, like the crew. I really don't like it when other actors come to watch because it's, they just are thinking, can I just get in there, please? And, um, and so anyway, um, it's like, have you ever watched like the making of We Are the World? Just everyone's just like, can I please? Like, like, can I just do it for one second? Can I just sing this verse? Um, I'm not used to waiting. People wait yeah. for me. Yeah. And so, um, but uh, after my first day of work, Bill said, uh, I, I was so freaked out. I didn't understand what I was going to do. And then he said something that he saw me doing. And then I use that as, I was like, oh, that's what I will do then, thank you. He goes, I like your guy, he's sharp, he cuts like glass. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that's what I'm doing, he's cut, that's what I am doing. That's what and I was doing the whole time, yep, yep. But that's what I kept the whole time. So, yeah. you know, I, uh, I, am, I appreciate him. I mean, I'm more of an indoor kid than a lot of these people. <laughs> I don't really get out so much. I was thrilled. He, he murdered me last year on the set of Zombieland. I played myself and Bill Murray killed me. It was a moment, Jason. How was that? Oh, I mean, as you said, every moment with him is precious and you feel like you're with a Zen master. So I will, I will, that yeah. will be one of the memories I take to my, he's like my a bed. martial art master. Like, yeah. You know what else about him is amazing is he's, uh, he's able to um, read and misread, but in the same way, I mean, um, like a set of people's energy in the room. Like, he's like a, do you know what I mean? Like he can just read, he can look around and just has a feeling that person right there, I'm gonna go up to that person and I'm gonna shake up their jelly. Yeah, well, and I, I get the sense, cause I've seen him also in like publicity kind of settings and stuff and like I've moderated some things with him and it feels like he knows how he changes the energy in a room yeah. and he doesn't necessarily want that. Like he, he wants like to interact with people on a like, kind of very like base yeah. level and kind of is really good at kind of diffusing yeah. the pomp and circumstance that people put people on a pedestal for. He like Yeah, doesn't... and you know, he's also just a dangerous guy in general because he's physically big. Yeah. You know he could beat people up and <laughs> he also can, he's a frightening, he's the most frightening to bullies because he can embarrass you. Yeah, smartest guy and, in the room, yeah. Yeah, but he's just, 
you know, people say Bill Murray, whatever. Like I, I said this before, but like, um, it's like, like my whole life, like here, like in my whole life, people, there was always this, a calculator. Right. That's a very old school calculator that Jason is showing me. But, and this is new, but it's, it looks old, but, um, <laughs> but there was always a calculator and people yeah. say, well, no, when I was a kid, we didn't have, you know, it's like that. Like Bill is this. Like, it was just always Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, there wasn't anything before. I don't I know. I don't like, I, I don't want to know life without Bill Murray. Yeah. It's like we're talking about with my son with all this stuff. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just, he is an element. He's yeah. air, water, fire. And Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time today, buddy, but I do want to mention, I'm excited that, I mean, at some point, I guess we're going to get to see French Dispatch. Yeah. Um, you, so you have a story credit on it. So this is one yeah. of those that you collaborated, obviously, very closely yeah. with Wes on. How does, is, is this, was this a unique, different kind of a collaboration versus the others? I'm sure everyone has its own kind of way it yeah, worked. Well, How did this uh, one happen? Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, um, it's working uh, with uh, Wes is just, a, you know, it's, we were talking earlier about like being embarrassed. And uh, I think one of the nice things about working with like, with him is he's, and I don't mean this to sound negative, but he's seen me like it be so in such, be so bad for at such like, not low points in my life, but just like not highs. Yeah, uh, all, all, all the shades of and then, Schwartzman. And therefore, <laughs> and therefore there, you can get to the work more quickly. There's kind of less like pillow talk or, 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 I guess pillow talk isn't stalling, but like actors, there's a lot of stalling sometimes where you're just like- Pleasantries and just being, yeah, yeah, right. I yeah. And I think when someone knows you so well, you just go. Um, and it makes it harder because then that you have to be, you hold each other accountable. Like it's like you are holding, but you can do more like, yeah, they they know where you can go, and so I think that it's um, it's such an interesting like you were saying. I've been working for twenty something years, and I and I realize it's so like how many people? I mean, how many people are you friends with that you've been friends with for twenty years? Yeah, I mean, so it's very odd that I've been working with have a friend that I've been working with, and um, it's just it's very. I mean, it's not something also that I, uh, like I assume will happen every time or take for granted. Like, you know, it's always exciting when it comes around and in those experiences, like with the writing, you know, it's really, I learned so much and it's, uh, it's very intense and it takes a long time, you know, like it'll take, it takes a long time to, to, to work on them. But, um, it's, I always, uh, feel like I learn so much and I, he's like, a he's he's the best our relationship is so based around like um well just making each other laugh and stuff but also and but being like i can just be myself yeah he was the first person that was like not in my family that like looked at me and talked to me like um i was like uh not a kid but that was like a he was like what do you think and uh it, it didn't feel like it was like a he was asking me out of like pity or something like it was, it was, uh, and I felt like this person actually wants to know what I'm thinking. Well, he put 
I mean, a huge yeah. responsibility on you at a very pivotal point in his but, career. But, but just to this day, even there's just like, um, I mean, also, you know, he's a, he's my, I would say he's my mentor in a classic way because, you know, when I met him, I was 17 and I was a bit, I loved movies, but it was my movie, like what I was interested in was like more like, like the movie Human Highway, Neil Young, or like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Right. Or like Super Fuzz, um, uh, the Peanut Butter Solution, <laughs> like just these kinds of things that were on cable, I guess. Like right. Adventures of Remo Williams. <laughs> we should anyway, have done that as like, the comfort movie. I, I loved deep all on that. <laughs> I loved them, but I hadn't. Um, but like, like records were like, oh, like you know, when I was having yeah, a yeah. hard time, and uh, so when I when I started to when I met Wes and. Really, it was the kind of the beginning of him saying, well, look at there's all of these movies. And um, we got to, we watched all these movies together and we, we talked about them and our, and I listened to music a lot. And so our, that our relationship still is so based on like sharing. Yeah. Like, look what movie I found or look at this record I got. Like, and just um, kind of like turning each other onto things. What can I expect from French Dispatch? Have you seen the final cut? I've seen, yeah, I, I, well, I will tell you when I watched it, but my reaction to it's a little bit different. I'll just tell you when we were talking about it and writing, it was so wild because we're uh, writing about this place in such detail that's not real. And then when I got to the set and it was real, I just thought this is the most beautiful thing that could, that one can do in there life like you can say there's this you can describe something that doesn't exist and then a few months later it does and it looks amazing it's just how you pictured it yeah um and uh, the movie i think is wonderful and i think that it's really um it's got so much so many stories and it's so intertwined and it's really something that you know we put you know a lot into it I'm sure like you can say a lot about uh, Wes doesn't half-ass it. <laughs> it's, he puts his heart and soul into every shot, and I yeah, know it's going to be there. Um, I won't. I won't burn up the rest of your day. I as I'll, I'll repeat what I said at the outset. Uh, you are a comforting presence always, and um, I'm thrilled to see you even in these bizarre times, especially in these bizarre times. Please. Um, and Please. we'll. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up in, in better days. And uh, everybody, as I said before, Fargo is a special piece of work. Noel Hawley, obviously, um, is a remarkable uh, storyteller. Season four, whatever, iteration four, we want to say, wait, are you, what are you doing? Are you doing some drilling? Jason? Oh, fuck, man. I was trying to be nice and now you have gog. Okay. Is this the rest of your day? You just go to the wood shop? What? Never mind. I've been, into, I've been getting into uh, woodworking and engraving. Everybody check out Fargo. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. That was fun. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>